What's good, Stay Regal fam? It's your girl, Regal, and you're back with another episode of State Regal Radio. Regal me, baby. Go ahead, baby. Regal me, baby. Go ahead, baby. Hey, today, you guys, I have a very, very special guest, my dear friend, Vanessa. Hey, boo. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good, and I'm really excited about our interview. Um, This is the first. I love this hashtag fuck self-doubt series because... It really gives me an opportunity to sit down with the people that I love the most and just to get a new insight into your lives and world and what really brought you guys as far as you've come. Um, But before we get too deep, I have to take a second to say, fuck self-doubt. And now we can begin. All right. So, (laughs) y'all know I'm crazy. It's okay. But y'all love me, though. So, man, when I first met Vanessa, we were partying, we were drinking, we were doing drugs, very uh, late nights, early mornings, not sleeping, maybe three days at a time. There's a lot of shit going on. We had... Just doing the most. Doing the most, but we had an amazing time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we were young, we were dumb, and we was just living what we thought was the life. Um, but as we all know, that shit don't last forever. You know, and there comes a time where you just gotta really grow the fuck up. Yeah. So to speak. Not even so to speak. Like, that's just really what it is. You gotta grow up. Um, So what made you decide to give up on drugs and the partying lifestyle and really start getting your shit together? Uh, I just, um, well, during all that, I would just be uh, always praying when, uh, you know, silently. No, probably none of my friends, including you, didn't know. That I would be praying like to myself sometimes, a lot of the times, and I never let go of God through the whole time. I've always prayed and made sure that you know I've always um, had Him, you know, or let like basically even though He knew my heart more than you know I, I know, so He He would basically tell me like, or I I would just let Him know like, hey, like like even though I'm doing all this like. I'm not gonna not forget that you're there to help me through this. And so I would pray and carry on with the partying and the drinking. Right. <laughs> to, the, to the point where God was like, all right, like you're not, you're not um, gonna go this far. So let me just give you a sharp pain in your chest when you're smoking that cigarette, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, or, or put a little blood in your spit when you're, you know, yeah. so, you know to scare you or something. So then I, I would stop. And then I would, I would, I would end up, you know, knowing me at the time, I would just go and, and to another direction and do something else. And, and I, I, I don't know, I just started getting a little out of hand, uh, with drugs and partying. And so one day, um, okay, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself. So let me, let me, let me, let me start. Okay. This is why, I, I mean, I'm not saying this is why, but first of all, it's, it's a horrible cycle that like my uh my real dad he he had um dealt with drugs and i i grew up you know i was like four and i remember seeing you know him with drugs and 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 beating my mom and things like that and so as i got older i started experiencing and and having that i guess turn going into that same cycle and i started to um get in well i smoked weed which I feel weed is not, you know, bad, but 
for me, people say it's a gateway to other drugs, but I feel like to me, in my personality, in my addictive personality, it was. Yeah. Because I had a lot of, of things in my past as a child that I, um, I guess I just, I just, um, you're around it, you know. It's yeah, a learned behavior. You've yeah, seen it so happen then all the time. I, I just, I just went ahead and did it, and and I ended up getting into other things. And every time I went through stuff in life, I turned to um, new things and stronger drugs, and mm-hmm. and just the the crowd around me just started getting uh, like just scarier and scarier, scarier right. darker and darker, mm-hmm. and then I just, I just. You know, I just ended up just going along with it and just kind of floating in the air like a feather, just yeah. going along. You know? You're just trying to fill a void. You don't want to feel the lack of not having a father yeah. or the memories of him beating your mom. You know, we try to forget it. So we do the weed and other drugs to make us forget because in that moment when you're feeling that high, everything feels good. You feel happy. You feel like, yes, let's party. We don't have to think about that stuff. So I think it's, maybe beat yourself up. We all do that shit, you Yeah, know? and it's just, it's just all like, you know, just part of not everybody's growing up, but, you know, it was part of my growing up and, mm-hmm. and learning the hard way. And I I didn't know at the time that, you know, I thought it was, you know, something that made me feel good. And I just basically was blind to the fact of what it was doing to my body and what the long-term things that, you know, I just didn't, I just blocked that out, didn't even think about it, and just kept going, and, you know. Until God, ah, ah, that ass real quick. And, no, honestly, it was, honestly, it was, um, I, I was, and then I ended up getting, I got into some other things with, um, with, uh, I, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, because, I know you have more questions, no, but fine. like, if, if that's part of why you stopped partying and doing drugs, that's cool. You can share it if you feel like it. Okay, well, like I was, I was married to a, a guy, um, and he was like my, you know, the you know the one guy in the family that you know your mom your your mom's like oh you know like you mom, should marry yeah him. or you should you should you should you know he's a cute boy you know and yeah. things like that. And even though, like, I was bisexual at the time, and I was like, oh, like, you know, I always had in my head that, you know, I want to be with a girl, but uh, it was just, this is how it's supposed to be, so let me just go with it, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, like, I, I know what's ugly and what's not, you know, so what I was attracted to or what's not, like, what I'm not, so I was like, well, you know, he's not that bad looking, you know, right. why not? Yeah. So... He was, you know, he was my partner for Quintanetta. Uh, he was my partner for prom. Like, you know, um, the guy that I lost my virginity to, you know, so, you know. So he was like your childhood boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. so I just kind of hang on, hang on, held on to that. And in the meantime, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa. I know. Okay. All right. No, let me, okay. Let me, I'm going too fast. I do that sometimes. Sorry, guys. All right. So, all right, before I, I said, you know, he's my boyfriend, all, all that stuff, I, I it was freshman year, I had a girlfriend, and, um, you know, I, I liked her or whatever, but, and he, and he had asked me out, and so then we ended up dating, even though I knew I had a, a girlfriend, 
So I was like, okay. Play like, player. I didn't even think. Men and women. <laughs> it don't matter what side you go to, people. Everyone wants to be a player. <laughs> so then I I um, was, you know, at school one day, and, and he was walking with me, and she was walking with me, and he's like, why is, why is she always with us everywhere we go? And I was like, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> so wait. Let me get this right. You just have both of them with you at all times? Well, everywhere? Not, not at all times, but for the most part, yeah. Damn. <laughs> and they didn't know? They didn't figure it out? <laughs> wow. I was, crazy. yeah, you know, it's just, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I don't even know what I was thinking at that time either. Like, I don't even remember. I just know that they were always with me and... So one day she got kind of like bothered by it, obviously, because she came up to me in the cafeteria and said she she didn't want to be with me no more. So. Well, shit. Good for her. I can't even flex. Good for her. Man, I would have been like, hell no. Yeah, but yeah, so then anyways. Um, so eventually, no, not to yeah. cut you off, but you guys eventually got married, right? Yes. You so and we, the guy. Well, yeah, I, um, I, I got pregnant and um, ended up getting pregnant. And uh, he asked me to marry him, and of course I said yes. And then we had we had um, our first son, and he. And then ever and then I, I, when he was little, I I kind of like started sneaking off or telling him I'm gonna be back. I'll leave. I'll leave and and cheat on him with the girl, and you know, and come back home, and you know. Right. And so, and just sitting there on the couch thinking, like, horrible thoughts, like, about him. Even, yeah. you know, like, I mean, we, we've gone through some things, too. He, he's not uh, an angel. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, he actually, like, you know, did a lot of things. So, like, like basically just, like, molesting my sister and... And I ended up, you know, sneaking behind my, you know, my mom's back and, and, and seeing him still and, and yeah, and and I felt, and even, I still regret it to this day. You know, I should have never did that. But then again, I don't regret my son either. Right. Because he wouldn't have been here if I didn't do that. Yeah. It's just. We all have, it's all silver linings, you know, just however you look at it. Yeah. So I never really trust him either. So I've always had that hatred towards him anyway. I just kind of, like I said, just going along with it, you know, with life. And then, um, whenever, uh, I just, whenever, um, well, anyways, we broke up and I ended up, I ended up just, um, dating girls and guys here and there. Not dating, but just, just being a whore. Right. <laughs> You know, just going all crazy, you know, with guys and girls, and and then um, did a little drugs, you know. Got back together because my mom was like, "Oh, well, you should have another one." So Jacob's not, you know, by himself. So I ended up getting pregnant again, and uh, we ended up um, just living together, and so. Yeah, our our youngest son, he's he's special needs now, but like uh, he, yeah, he it was it's like a it's a hard so- topic to yeah, talk I about, but like it's uh something that we we ha- that happened where um, 
we were home one day and I wasn't feeling well and our son was like three years old or not three years old sorry three months old no three weeks old I'm sorry three weeks old and uh, I wasn't feeling well that day and so I you know I asked him I was like well can you keep an eye on the baby you know I'm gonna go lay down in the room I don't want him to get sick so then he's like yeah so then um, he was taking care of the baby Anthony and he basically was I was I jumped in the sh I went outside and told him I said I want to go to church because at the time we were going to church and we decided to stop drinking stop doing all these things mm -hmm. he was, we never did drugs together like it was always my thing but we, we were drinking and stuff and we were just going to church so I said I want to go to church so then I'm going to jump in the shower and he's like okay well uh, he's going to feed the baby so um, I hear him say a call, calling me and I'm like I'm like, hold on, I'm, I'm getting out right now. So then I get out, and he's patting the baby, you know, burping him. And he's like, Anthony's making a noise, you know. And I'm like, you know, mother instinct, you're just like, okay, like, well, something's wrong. Yeah. So then I go over there, and I'm like, give me him. And once I grabbed him, he started, like, like crying, like something was hurting. Like, I felt him tense up. So then I laid him back down. And he was crying more, and like I noticed he wasn't opening his eyes, nothing. So then, um, I, I, I told him like, Let's, we gotta take him to a pediatric right now. Like, right. Something's not right. To like the emergency room. Yeah. Okay. So then we took him to. Um, well, actually, no. He gave me a hard time. He was just like, well, I'll stay home with Robert, the uh, Jacob, the old, the oldest one four-year-old at the time and I, I was like no you're coming with me because he's he's screaming Anthony's screaming like I need you to help me and he's like, okay so he's getting Jacob together and everything he's like no I'm gonna just stay you know I'm like no you're gonna come with me you know so we take off and we get there we're there for a little bit and they came to us and they said that they had to rush Anthony to the Phoenix Children's Hospital so then um so yeah, so uh, I get so then they called the ambulance and that we went to the ambulance and then. Uh, Why did he need to be rushed to the hospital? What was going on? They didn't know. Mm. They they just they knew something wasn't right. So then, on the way to the hospital, he stopped. He stopped breathing, mm. and um, they had him all. The table was ready for him. They had him all and they worked on him. So I'm crying, you know, I'm like, what's going on with my baby? Right. Like, what's going on? You know, it's like a nightmare. Understandable, yeah. Yeah, so then I um, ended up um, getting pulled to the side when he had went to the restroom. One of the social workers there she pulled me to the side and asked me, is your husband have anger issues? And I was like, no. Like, and I said, why? And they're like, uh, because your baby has breeding, bleeding in the brain. And I was like, and I just like I didn't even I just froze like what this is not happening like right so then I I didn't even want to like I didn't even want to look in the room when they t when they told me that they had him in a room already mm -hmm. I didn't want to look at him you were scared terrified huh? yeah I didn't want to see what they had on him nothing and so I walked in the room with my head down and I just not I didn't want to look up at all 
So then, um, so then I, like I said, like I was saying, like we were, we were going to church and stuff like that at that time. And, and, um, my husband at the time would, would stress me, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. Cause I, I really don't care for reading as, you know, so, cause I, every time I read, I forget what I'm, what I'm reading, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So I remember reading the Bible and just, just trying at least but that 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 night when i went to the 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 room the icu room i i had my head down crying and crying and i didn't want to look at at anthony and the scripture just clearly went in my mind um and like like it was like a like a reminder like oh yeah that i did read about that you Mm -hmm. know and it was about um See now, it was about um, when a mother went crying to Jesus, saying that my my son, this lady was crying to Jesus, saying my son or or or, or brother's sick and he's and he's Dying. Lazarus. It was Lazarus. And come, come quick, quick. Yeah. And Jesus was like, you yeah, know, take, he's, he's, he's taking fine. his time. Yeah, yeah. And so he, they come back to him, and he's and. And they're like, he died, you know, you said he was going to be fine. And, and he's like, go back. Mm-hmm. And he, and then they go back and he was alive and he yeah. was fine. And he just did that to, to show people that he, he's a healer, right. you know? So that scripture right there kept me like calm and like, like relaxed the whole time that he, this whole hospital experience like it was gonna be okay huh? everybody kept coming and that's when I was able to look up and stare at him and he had all these wires on him breathing machines like everything having seizures here and there like it was just all bad um and so visitors would come and they would be like you know crying like crying like he's died already and and I would just be calm, and I'm like, he's fine, like, you know, and they're like, how are you, you know? So, anyways, uh, let me fast forward. But did it turn out that you, that he was hit in the head? Is that why he had bleeding in the head? Well, they had uh, the room bugged the whole time. for It was a whole month that he was in the hospital. Wow. And uh, they had um, the... They had us, um, well, me and uh, my husband at the time um, taking turns because they were interrogating us to see what happened. What happened? Yeah. And they even searched our apartment and evidence and things like that. Yeah. And and um, they even pulled him aside and said, you know, like, do you think she's suffering from uh, postpartum, postpartum depression? depression? And he was like, no. Well, that's what he told me. He said to them and. And they were telling me that that they can get me for for um, not protecting, you know. I, yeah. I don't know what they called it, but and it was just a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Imagine. But they ended up um, they ended up uh, getting him for child abuse and um, and uh, yeah, they got him for child abuse and something else. But they got him for that. They picked him up and took him, and, um, but yeah, but just, uh, you know, just to let everybody know that he's, Anthony's alive, he, he Thank made God, it. God, yes. And the, even when the, the doctors 
put us aside and said, hey, I need to sit down and talk to you and told me that he wasn't going to make it to go in and say bye to him. Like, I just, I, I, I didn't even believe the doctor. Like, I just, he as he was telling me, I was just like, no, he's not. He's yeah. not going to die. Yeah. Like, so I guess having faith in God the whole time, I wouldn't say I guess because I know having faith in God the whole time, that's what, you know, being strong for him was, was what got him through that. Right. And so, yeah. Well, no. This old man, I didn't even know this man. He just came out of nowhere and was just like, can I pray for your son? And I was like, yeah, like, go ahead and pray for him. Mm-hmm. And he prayed for him and he's like, um, he comes and t- touches my shoulder and he's like, um, Anthony's going to open his eyes. And I was like, okay, thank you, you know. Mm-hmm. So him and his wife carried on. The next morning I woke up. I remember this day. I woke up and I looked at him, you know, just looking at him, and I could see his eyelashes blinking. And I and I was like, I was like thinking it was maybe him having a seizure, or mm-hmm. is he really opening his eyes? Right. And I called the nurse in, and they're, they're looking at him, and they're like, "Let me call the 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 neurologist, mm-hmm. or who is it that that does the the see the guy the doctor for the seizures?" Yeah, he comes in and and he's like, um checking all the stuff and he's like no there's he's trying to open his eyes and i was like oh like that's such a blessing man god's got something for him to do for him to go through all that mm-hmm. and for you too to turn your life around and do all the things that you've done they and in the meantime the whole month i couldn't be around my other son mm, the whole time the whole time oh because they were doing the investigation trying the, to see if he had yeah, anything to do uh uh Child Protective Services was there and they made me sign a paper that night that he had just gone in there and I was freaking out. They're like having me signing papers away and mm-hmm. I couldn't be around the other one, but I finally got to see him again. And slowly, he Anthony came home and everything and they had me going to counseling, parenting classes, um, taking, you know, like, I, I was taking, you know, the boys to their counseling and and doctor's appointments things like that and I just slowly started that's when I slowly started slipping had a little taste of of going out Mm -hmm. one time I went out they're like you know Vanessa you need a break you know you're you you know you've gone through a lot let's go step out the babies are fine they're with their their nana like we're good and I was like still didn't want to go nowhere but I did Mm -hmm. and I went from going out one weekend, went from that to to every 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 weekend and, and during the week and, and then I and I ended up getting caught up in drugs and I ended up um, that's when I started. That's when I met you. Mm. And that was not the best influence. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. So I know being a mother, it sounds like you were very overwhelmed at the time. You were, it was a very difficult situation. When would you say was when you decided, you know what, I got to put my kids before all of this, no matter how hard it is, how overwhelming I get, like, I got to focus on them? Um, one day, I just, um, it wasn't, like, all at once. It wasn't, like, cold turkey. Okay. It was, it was just, like, slowly and slowly. Like, 
because there was points where I did it would it was it did come to me where where it hit me and I felt rock bottom and I was like I remember I was high I haven't had sleep and I was you know out there doing the most and my Thea calls me and she's like where are you at Vanessa nobody knows where you're at you know everybody's trying to find you are you okay and I was like yeah I'm fine and I was on one I was just you know trying to enjoy my high at the time and 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 they call me and I'm like you know because I'm thinking it's my it's my partying Thea she just wants to hang out yeah no she called me and she's like okay well she switched up on me and she's like okay well um we have your kids and and um you haven't been coming around so I'm gonna call CPS and let them know what you're doing oh wow okay and once she Tia did that, planned. when she did that, I, I remember that's when I had this bad anxiety attack, and like, cause I was high, and I, and then to tell me that, like, it just fucked me all the way up. Right. Like, <laughs> just so, I was like, shit, like. So then I I ended up like, I went home, and I went I went home, and I remember. I remember that going home to my mom's house. I was still a little high still, but I didn't want to come around the family because I was I, I didn't want to be around my kids high. Yeah. Because I felt like it was a disappointment, you know. Mm-hmm. So then I I ended up um, going in the room and Jacob was in there and Anthony was in the crib and Jacob was three five five years old at the time and I and I was he was like hi mom we, you know like, mm-hmm. and, and you know they don't they don't know what's going on yeah and I was like I'm sorry son and he's like hi mommy what happened and I'm like I'm sorry and I just was crying and breaking down and then I remember I told him go over there and play. And I close the door, and, and you know how, like, when you're coming down, you feel like, like, like you're dying, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I know that feeling all too well. <laughs> I was just laying there, and I was just praying to God, and I was just like, God, don't take me. Like, I, I need to be here with them. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry for being... You know, selfish and being out there like this and doing this to myself, and and I felt like if I closed my eyes, I wasn't gonna wake up. Mm. And so then, and and so then I um I cleaned up for a little bit, and then I ended up going out again. And it just wasn't something that I was addicted to. I was addicted to to meth, and mm. I ended up, you know, that was my drug, and I ended up just. It just was hard to get away from it. So I ended up going out again, not coming home for weeks on end. And and it just, my life just got um, harder and harder for me because CPS showed up uninvitedly and popped up and seen that I was high. And they started sending me to task so I can go do random drug tests. Mm-hmm. So that just gave me more of a reason to go out and, you know... Stressed you out even more. So I ended up um, 
that night that you were talking about um, part or having that kickback at your mom's house, mm-hmm. um, and I met Sarissa, <laughs> and and she, and she told and she you know she she had a an aunt that did some you know she did the same thing and and um, I was still you know messing with it here and there but. Um, to go forward, like, I remember one day, you know, I know it, my priorities were, were, were all out of order, so yeah. what I'm going to say now, this kind of probably won't make sense, but at the time, it, that's, I'm just being honest, that's what, what got me to stop. What, that was your relief? Or wait, seriously, I got you to stop? Yeah, okay. so, well, she, she told me, she threatened me, said that, well, if, if you don't stop, then I'm not going to be with you, or I can't be with you, or I can't be around you. So, like, she was, you know, like, you know, she was, like, you know, out there with me, like, going everywhere. I was out in the streets doing drugs, doing, you know, whatever, and she was there with me riding the bus, doing whatever, like, you know, going everywhere with me, and I, I remember one day, I sat down, and I looked at her, I was like, why are you here, like, why are you with me right now, you know, why do you keep following me around, like, what, yeah. what you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she's like, because I want to be, and I want to be here with you, and I was like, okay, so then I, I was just like, all right, so then I didn't feel alone anymore. I, I felt like, okay, well, I have somebody, you know, like, and if she if she's threatened me to not be around me while I'm doing that, then, shit, I need to stop, <laughs> you know? So then I stopped. I ended up drinking heavily, and I started drinking more, and I started drinking all the time, and, and yeah, so I went through a phase of, of drinking bad, and just started smoking cigarettes all the time, going like a pack a day, two packs a day, like. <laughs> Do you feel like it was easier for you to stop for not losing that relationship versus the kids because she filled the loneliness or a void? Or what do you think made it easier to quit with her around? I'm sorry, say it again. <laughs> so basically... Why was it easier for you to quit when you had her mm-hmm. versus the thought of losing? So basically, you didn't quit. You quit because the thought of losing her was like, no, I can't lose her. But the thought of losing your kids, you were still willing to sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? And I think it was because I, I knew that um, that my kids were always going to be there okay. at the time. I know it, it sounds kind of jacked up, like, like you know why would you you would think you know but like again I was I wasn't in the right mind we've all done fucked up shit you know what I mean so I I yeah so that's and and you know and and, and maybe it, it was you know because it was because my kids too because we would talk all the time and, and she would talk about you know like encourage me to try to be get them back and, and go show up to the courts with me and mm-hmm. things like that and 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 so, I guess it was somebody that just kind of knocked a little sense in me about that. Yeah. Yeah, let that fire under your ass. Okay. I understand. And then I lost custody. I lost custody of them. 
Was that during the same time as this uh, new relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went to a court and they, they made me sign my rights away. So. So you didn't have a choice in the matter about signing your rights away? I did have a choice. The, 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 the lawyer told me um, if you um, decide to fight this, then um, the the meth that we found in your system is going to stay is going to stay in file. Oh, wow. But if you give up your kids now, it'll be out. So later on when you get better, you can you can get them back. And it won't show in the in the file. Okay. So I was like, well then, you know, let them be with the grandma and until I get better. So I lost my kids and at that time, I started to feel like, well, shit, I have more freedom. I don't have shit. I don't got nothing to do. Yeah. So let me just go out and run around and do the most. Did you turn back to drugs at that time? Yeah, I was doing drugs. That's when I was partying with you guys okay. and and doing things and hanging out with Bompton and doing shit. Like, you know, like, it was just out there doing the most. We laugh when we say bumped in because that was, uh, it was actually, do he actually, was, he was your boyfriend at one time? We never even said that. It was just more like a, like a, it just. Like a connection because yeah. y'all was just together <laughs> at one point every day, like, and when I tell y'all, my nigga Bompton was one of the hoodest niggas I've ever known. His name was Bompton. So, <laughs> to see Vanessa's, like, just so she's so go with the flow though. Vanessa is so go with the flow. Like I guess that's my Aquarius, huh? Girl, I don't know what it is, but yeah. So she was just going with the flow, and Bompton was the flow at the time, man. So it seems like a lot of um, of stuff you were going through at that time was really centered around the fact that you were you felt out of control because you were losing your kids. Is that what it really was? It all boils down to that. Yeah. I I basically was out. Uh, running around a fucking a shell. Yeah. A shell just running around just doing whatever. I didn't care what happened to me. Yeah. Or what. So I just I just I just did whatever. Now I know during that time too you used to always do a lot of artwork. You would always be drawing, doodling every fucking where. Um was that always something that has kind of been like an outlet for you? Because you're really, really talented. Yeah, um, I, I've been drawing since I was little because my, my dad, uh, he was in prison most of my life, so he would send me drawings all the time uh, when I was a little girl. Okay. And um, I used to think, like, oh, like, I want to I wanna draw like that, you know? And that kind of inspired me to want to try. So since I was a little girl, I used to, even though, you know, to me, like, I guess I've always had that vision, of of turning something into no turning nothing into something so like i would look at a blank piece of paper and just see the the picture that i wanted to draw and just it it was just like me tracing it you know and so that's how i i started drawing when i was little like i just started it just came to me like naturally so then um i would i just it was like a a thing that I did, I used to like to lock myself in the room, turn my music on, zone out, and just draw whatever is on my mind. And speaking of, I think you still owe me a drawing. <laughs> do I, I? I remember me telling you I wanted me to draw you something, and I never, I'm thinking back, like, do I have that drawing that I asked her to do? 
we were probably really messed up at the time. But yes, you owe me a drawing. And um, being <laughs> at it's, it's my birthday month, this will be a perfect opportunity. You get your hands dirty. Some artwork, you know. All right. All right, cool. Challenge. That part, <laughs> I will hold you accountable too. Okay, so I know we were talking about your art. Now, you've connected your art with a new business, Film yeah. Up Brows, everyone. And she's bomb. So she's now doing microblading. You're very welcome. I've been blessed. I was her second. Was that your second one? Yeah, you're, you're my second client. I was her second client, and I'm loving my new brows. <laughs> so good. thank you. You did them, girl. I trusted <laughs> you with them. That's a finesse, finesse. And that's really why I was like, you know what? I know I'm her second client, yeah. but she can draw, so she can't fuck up brows, right? Yeah. Like she's gotta be good. And I, I was like, for it. yeah. So tell me, how did you? When, when did you want to even start doing brows? Like, how did that come about? I mean, it's not that long ago. Like my my wife's friend, she she actually hit her up saying, you know, like, hey, can you come be my model? So she, I was a little nervous because I've always done her eyebrows and and I. That's my thing. Like, you know, I want you to have good eyebrows. Like, don't mess up my wife's eyebrows. Right, that part. <laughs> no, fuck that. So she went over there, and I went, you know, and watched. And I'm talking to the instructor and asking her questions. And my wife turns. She's like, why don't you do it? And I'm like, uh, how much is it? So then I talked about, you know, getting into it and got my money together. And, and then I called her up and... and started the classes and and I actually like it I enjoy it and it's like it, it kind of it's it's cool that I found another uh, another way of art of doing art right you know like like it's expanding my 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 art you know yeah. in me and your skill. Me, uh. Yeah, expanding your capacity and your territory. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and so when you say like you did your wife's brows, like were you just like uh, tweezing them and yeah, stuff at the just, time? Yeah, um, shaping them and you know tweezing, um, cleaning them up and things like that. And I've always done my brothers, my family members, you know, um, just people that just asked me to do their eyebrows. So I've always done that, you know. So. I, I was I was like, well, let me just get into this microblading. I never knew about, you know. So, yeah. just I've already I already kind of have an eye for I already do have an eye for like shapes and you know things like that. Um, for what fits, you know, women and, and men, because I see men walking around with with really thin eyebrows and you know, or Our hella bushy, yeah, untamed ones. Yeah. Like, damn, can I have those? <laughs> Man, that's what I used to say. I used to always want people's bushy, like, untamed brows. And, like, why? Like, I hate my brows. And I'm like, because I don't have any. I'm over here looking like Whoopi Goldberg's daughter and shit. Like, <laughs> that's why I want your brows. Yeah, but, no, like, and, and like, and, I, and it makes me feel good to, to make people feel better about themselves. Yeah. Like, because it, it does, it, make, it makes a big difference. It, it makes a huge difference. Like, y'all didn't see me out there on Facebook and everything. Y'all can't tell me nothing. I feel like the total package my face is now complete that I have these brows and I'm just in love with them so like you don't even know like I will be thanking you and blowing your head up for the rest of my <laughs> life like thank you so much you're welcome now that you stepped into the beauty industry do you see yourself maybe getting into makeup or lashes or uh, anything I, like that I wanna I, I wanna um do this for a little bit longer cause you know I, I just started out with this mm -hmm. uh, I wanna 
get this um, like mastered and then I'm gonna take some microblading or not microblading um, eyelash extension classes okay and in the meantime I, I've been um, cutting my own hair so I've always okay this is another thing that I've liked I've always liked barber so like I'd go to the barber shop and I just love to just watch to see how, how they do it mm-hmm. and how it works and things like that it always uh, sparked my interest so I I um, started, you know, even when I was younger, I used to cut the little boys down the street hair, like, you know, (laughs) you know, I used to cut my little brother's hair, I Uh used to cut, um, my brother's, yeah, so you already got, like, a natural talent for cutting hair, and of course, yeah, of course it was, it wasn't, like, you know, on point, you know, but I I was interested in it, I wanted to learn, so I, I've always, I've always took the initiative to try it, you know, so, even in and now, I'm like, you know what? Let me start cutting my own hair. You know, mm-hmm. it's a good way to practice. You know. Yo, I'm seeing this all coming. The Vanessa Finesse. That's the name of your shop. Yeah. Have a brow station. Got a barber shop. And then you, oh girl. <laughs> okay, we ain't gonna say too much. We ain't gonna give y'all all the tea, all the juice. But we got beautiful things coming. Yes, I see plans, this. Plans. Yes. It's just, just in the works right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right now, I'm just doing microblading. And then until I get, um, you know, into the classes for barber, get my license, that that's actually going to be probably the, the one that I'm going to do first before okay. the, the eyelash extensions. Okay, yeah. Um, so that way I can offer more to people. So and that I, seems like you have more of a passion for doing hair as well. Yeah, I, I like that. So I want to, and I want to do like the whole facials for men and, and yeah. just clean up everything Room them up. Yeah. yeah okay and we didn't even touch bases on this but you're clean now right yeah i'm clean yeah. i've been clean for years now that's what's up i'm so, proud of you yeah and, and it's and you know what's crazy is that like i don't even want to take an ibuprofen <laughs> <laughs> she said me and this headache just gonna ride out just like this <laughs> I feel you though. I don't even yeah. like. I'm just such a, a, a like. I'm a paranoid person when it comes to what am I putting in my body mm-hmm. now. You have to be coming from, especially doing drugs and <laughs> from doing drugs. Cause I'm the same way. Like once I stopped doing yeah. meth, it was like, what's that? You know, because I still <laughs> dabbled in other shit. But I'm like, the first time I thought I was doing yeah. coke, they gave me meth, mm-hmm. and that was the worst thing ever. You snort. I snorted that line, and I was just like. I felt like my brain had exploded, and I was like, wait, like, people do this? Like, what, they just snort coke, and it feels like this? Yeah. Not knowing that people gave me meth, and these were people I thought were my dogs, they were my niggas. And, um, so, yeah, you gotta be careful about what you it's put in your body. It's evil out there, because, like, even when I was doing it, I was giving it to people and thinking it was a joke. Yeah. And people, yeah. and you know what I mean? Like, girls that I would randomly meet. And just be like, here, just try it, just try it. And yeah. they're just like, what is this? And yeah. I'm just like, mm-hmm. just do it. And then, and then they'd be hitting me up, and I'll and I'll be laughing. Me, and my cousin, be cracking up, and they'd just be like, like, why am I awake still? I can't sleep. And what did yeah. you give me? Yeah, and, man. And just, the and just block their number. Yeah. And just and just carry on my day. Like that's how fucked up I was when I'm on drugs. You like, do some fucked up shit, man, when you're on these drugs, like and you just because you become a totally different person, you know? It really is. But I'm happy that yeah. you clean now and you own your shit. And I'm just so proud of you because we didn't let that shit allow us to remain stuck. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're a better person now, you're a better mother. 
your you got your son's in the fucking living room right now chilling with his friends. <laughs> like he has his own room. Like you did it, and even though we were out there partying, you always I oh, I gotta go see Jacob and Anthony. I gotta do this for Jacob and Anthony. I gotta go. I'm gonna give him a couple of bucks. I don't got much. Even though you were out in the streets, your kids were always something that you talked about. You know, yeah, and you tried I, to do shit always, for Always, always. Um, even though I knew I wasn't a good mother at the time, I I always made sure that. I popped my head in every once in a while right. because I didn't want him to, to not to to not to think that I just left like left left you know mm-hmm. like I'm still here I'm just going through things and exactly. I didn't want him to, I didn't want him to see it mm-hmm. so I didn't want him around it um, it was just a dark place I did a lot of a lot of things that um, that I can't even imagine me doing him being right. here still. That part. Yeah. But it's okay. Look, man, we all have to start from someplace and we all got to get to where we're going. And I've seen you transcend and become a better version of yourself. And that's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you can show your kids that, yeah, you can be and go through things, but you can't stay in those things because that's not who you are. Don't let your past define you. And you haven't. And, uh, now you got this whole Vanessa finesse going on. So tell the people <laughs> what that means. What is the Vanessa finesse? It's it's my special touch. <laughs> <laughs> now, ladies, she is married. So bag back, I she married, and Marley will mop your ass up. <laughs> Special touch, yeah. Huh? So it's 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 um it's something I enjoy, and I and I would love to um, do more clients so okay. and get it going. All right, so you said do more clients. I know you got a special going on right now, right? Yeah, I do. Um, actually, I have a hundred dollars special. It includes one touch up. Um, it's the end of June till the end of June. So okay. you, I think we got about what a couple weeks and two weeks left. Yeah, okay. two weeks. So. Y'all, and I will post pictures of my brows so I can show you guys that you will be in great hands. I got the Vanessa Vanessa, and I'm in love. (laughs) (laughs) So, with being clean now and just everything, when was a moment or when, if you... Like, for me, I didn't have one moment that signified fuck self-doubt for me, but there was multiple moments. When was that moment for you? Um... I'm sorry. So when was your moment of saying, you know what, like, I'm going to just go for shit. Like, fuck self-doubt. I'm going to just Because go. I always felt like I wanted to make something of myself. Mm-hmm. I always felt that. I always felt like I wanted to have, like, a purpose. Like, I wanted to, like, do something. I didn't want to just be that average person that just lives, you know? Paycheck to paycheck. You know, right. I want to be able to just, like, own my own business, do things, like, you know, and, and have have um basically be an example for for my kids and 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 let them know like don't just settle for just working a nine to five and going home Mm -hmm. i mean there's people that are happy with that don't get me wrong that you know that's that's their life right but that's how i always felt inside that i felt like i needed to do something like especially after my mind got cleared from all that stuff i started to feel that stronger like in myself like mm-hmm. I wanted to do something so and I just didn't know when to start or how to start but I just always told myself and and this one day I just said you know what I told my wife I was like um we have the money I can either go get me a, a, a car 
or I can go and invest in myself. And that's what the freak is about, man. So I, I, and sacrifice. I, and I yes, and I'm and I prayed about it. Mm-hmm. And I prayed about it because I do my little prayer walks every mm-hmm. day, and I and I prayed about it, and and I made that decision. It just came. It just made more sense to me. So yeah. I, I made that decision, invested myself, and now I just I'm I'm so thankful that I made that decision because that's just a, a, a foot in the door to right. to new to different things. New chapter, you know. new beginning, new money. And it, yes, and it yes. and it helps me feel better. You know, it gives me it gives me more like like uh, what's the like I guess. Gives me more energy to just self-esteem, wanna, yeah, motivation, motivation to yeah. to just want to get up and okay, all right. So I, I'm gonna I'm doing this, and I wanna I wanna uh, start um, doing the whole barber thing. Let me just you know I'm getting excited. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, I wanna do this, this, this. Like, yeah, man. Just remember, like, keep that hustle, keep that drive. But it's a marathon, you know. And then also, it's gonna take a minute. Yeah, also, um, I can't forget to say that, you know, my Tata was a big part of my life. He passed away two years ago. Uh, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Tata. <laughs> and um, he, he's always stressed to me all the time. Do something with your art. Do something with your art. Because he was an artist himself, but he did woodwork. Okay. So, I... I um, I've always told him, yeah, I thought that, and I would sit there and draw. I drew him, you know, on the table reading his paper, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I would just do stuff, and I would just be excited to show him my drawings and things like that, and so he's always known that about me, and he's always, throughout the, the stuff that I was going through in life, growing up and things like that, he's always kept that art side of me, like... Throw it in my face. Yeah. Don't forget that. Don't yeah. don't just lose that in the midst of doing everything else. Like keep it going. If uh, he's all, if I croak, when I croak, um, you're gonna you could use my garage and 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 do your art in there and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, all right, thought that, all right, you know, because that's just what I tell him all the yeah. time. All right. And then when he passed, I I know I know that you know. I wish he was here for me to um show to kind of show him like yeah. look I'm doing this I got I'm certified to do you know microblading yeah. I'm mm-hmm. doing things I'm on business now you know and my nana's here to to see that and, yeah. and she's like you know he thought they'll be so proud of you and he is and he's still looking down yes and, he is and um so thank you Tata right for pouring <laughs> into you that's right your Tata is in you girl his energy his love everything mm-hmm. he instilled in you. That's beautiful. He is very, very proud. Because I can only imagine somebody been pouring into you for your whole life. I'm proud of you. And I've only been pouring into you for the last, what, like, I don't know. Ten it's years? been 10 years. 10 years? Yeah. So, hell yeah. So, what would the Vane experience look like? You got this event. You could do whatever. Money's no object. You got you free reign to create whatever event experience you want. I want everybody to be I want I want I want there to be some oldies of course <laughs> <I love> oldies. <laughs> yes you do I love old music I, I just love it and then I want I want um, everyone just to be like uh, like I want I want everybody to just just 
get into like dig into themselves and just draw like what's going on like what how they feel like just their emotions on paper i just want to just like a like kind of like first friday okay. <laughs> type thing like a big ass art yeah, festival yeah like okay. i enjoy seeing stuff like that and yes and and at the beach mm-hmm. i like the beach i love the ocean Me too. i just it's, it just feels like like a good place to like like just the wa- next to the ocean yeah. is my happy place yes yes yeah, I, feel I you. like that so when you were telling me about your experience I was like I want to go <laughs> <laughs> right let's go we're going to have to make that happen at least just a, a beach trip yes yes we're all down we're going to do it okay so I would love to be at your experience we got to make that shit happen that would be that would be good that would be dope heck yeah mm-hmm. So what do you feel like is next for you besides being, I know you mentioned the barber. Is that where the next step is? Yeah, I'm going to do barber. Um, I'm going to, um, I've already looked into barber school and things like that. So I'm going to, I'm going to get my money together and, and invest in that. Okay. And then once I start doing that, then I will start posting more pictures on my Instagram. So you can follow me mm-hmm. at fill em up Brawls on Instagram. Okay. Is there, do you have a Facebook page as well or just on IG? Um, no, I just have it on Instagram. Okay. Um, I have, I have my fill em up bras, but, um, <laughs> fill em up bras. <laughs> See, <laughs> y'all, she thinking about the tatas, girl. <laughs> fill em up brows. <laughs> no, it's cause I, I know, uh, everybody always tells me, my wife's always like, it's brows. I'm like, I can't say it. <laughs> I do stuff. You know, I say it all fast and it just sounds like I'm saying brows. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm going to put that and I'm eventually going to, um, you know, kind of come up with uh, a name for my, my, my barber. Okay. You know, my barbering. Your barber shop? Yeah. Got you. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you i just want to thank you for being so candid being so open um and being so transparent thank you for sharing all that you did i know it takes a lot and most people don't like to especially sometimes being an aquarius you aquarius is y'all like i ain't saying nothing nobody's gonna know nothing um but thank you for being so open You're with welcome. my audience with me i just want to say you. one thing yes please whatever you believe in or whatever god you pray to um just know that don't ever forget that that whatever you're going through in life good bad to always remember that this world is not made for us to be um alone on it we have to have that weapon (laughs) that god gave us or whatever god that you have to pull it out and talk to them and let them know hey you take all this era, you know, like this is not, this world is not made for us to take on by ourselves. So just know that. Amen. That's the answer right there. That's what got me through all that. Yes, it is. And I'm not saying that I'm just, you know, you know, completely, you know, I'm, I, I, you go through stuff here and there and I'm still going to, you know, and everybody is, even if they're at the greatest point in their life. But, mm-hmm. um, that's just the answer right there. There's levels to this shit. And every level requires a different set of challenges, problems, solutions, and a different version of you. Mm-hmm. Keep God first, y'all. <laughs> and with that being said, you guys, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Stay Regal Radio. It's your girl, Regal, signing out. But remember to stay true, love you, fuck self-doubt, peace, and blessings.